0: Hey everyone, this is Ryan Penagos, a.k.a. Marvel's Agent M, and one of the co-hosts of This Week in Marvel podcast, you're listening to the Cruise Control Podcast with Randy Cruz. This is the Cruise Control Podcast here live in New York City, Monday night, February 8th, 2016. You're live here with Randy Cruz. You can follow me on Twitter at RandyJCruz, Randy J. Cruz, R A N D Y, the letter J C R U Z. And I'm here with a good friend of mine, Nick's Nation. You follow him on Twitter at Nick's Nation. Um, big time Nick fan, just like me. And uh, if you live in New York, Uh, The big story coming out of the city is Derek Fisher is no longer the head coach of the New York Knicks. Um, Kind of not surprising, but kind of surprising of the timing. But um, before that, Knicks Nation, what's up, my man? How you doing?
1: Hey, what's up, man? I'm doing good, you know. Just taking in this news as a surprise like all of us. But um, that's something that had to be done
0: eventually. Hey, man, I, I woke up. I had breakfast. It was snowing outside, and then bam, bam, <laughs> bam. Uh, right through the the ESPN scroll and the Twitter thing is uh, Knicks fire head coach uh, Derek Fisher. Um, for those who are not a Knicks fan or not in tune with what the Knicks do, uh, Fisher was a coach for about a year and a half with the Knicks, and they were they only won seventeen games last year. They about a few weeks ago they were at 22 and 22 uh which was a vast improvement from last year and now they've lost five in a row they lost nine out of their last ten so um does the firing or the timing of the firing is more of a surprise to you
1: um yeah actually i was um I was kind of Took him back all of it. Honestly, I was like, I was at work and I got the notification. I was like, Whoa, really? Is this like a like a false story? Because um, I didn't think they were going to go ahead and fire Fisher after giving him four years. After we learned the fifth year was um, a team option, but I didn't think they were going to fire him this soon. I mean, like you said, like two, three weeks ago, we were twenty two and twenty, we were five hundred, looking good. Right. And it was that game versus Boston where it seemed like everything took a turn downhill when Melo tripped over that referee and his ankle got messed up and he was out for like what two games after that. And then ever since then the makes haven't been the same. The offense has been very stagnant. The defense has been literally non existent. It's just not the same team at all. And it sort of looks like The team, I want to, I want to say, quit on Derek Fisher, but it just seems like they're not playing with that fire and desire that they used to play with. And I guess the firing of Fisher is a toll from
0: that. I mean, we're we're never in favor uh, of somebody losing their job, getting fired, and and whatnot. But you know, over the past year and a half, a lot of Nick fans, you know, that I've seen in person or on Twitter, same thing for you, have you know constantly complain about Fisher the the way he coaches the 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 timeout situations and the whole personnel who to put in at what time of the game do, do you call a timeout when you're down by 3 with 15 seconds to go uh to to kind of set up a play which is what we saw yesterday against the Nuggets and when when they lost their fifth in a row and it's not like they're losing to um a San Antonio or Golden State or Cleveland or somebody or you know Thunder I know they did recently but they they lost to Denver they lost to Detroit they lost to you know Boston it's a pretty much improved team and when you see that when you see that happening and then being down by 20 points in the first half in, the, in Detroit, they come back, but they lose. You're down 19 against Denver at home. You come back, but you lose. For me, at some point, I'm like, I I would rather lose by 30 than be down by 20, come back, and then lose in the last minute. It, it, there's I think there were so many things that, that went wrong with Fisher. Uh, You as a fan and someone that analyzes every game – what were the, the the main three four or five or even more things that you did not like as fisher being a head coach
1: well with fisher when we were winning he really had the rotations impact like he used to play nine ten guys max mm. and he sort of gotten away from that during this current losing streak he went back to like the 11 12 guy man rotation he sort of wants to you know, please everybody with playing time, and yeah, I get that. But at the same time, why are you going back to when what what, what you were doing when we were losing, rather than what we what you were doing when we were winning, which was playing the shortening rotation. So the rotation being shorter is one of them. And basically, during timeouts, like he, he's not really engaged. Like you don't really see him interacting with the players. he, he sort of has that. That, that face all game long. Like he's yeah, shocked. Like he doesn't. Like he doesn't look interested in the games at all. And um, yeah, basically, he doesn't look interested. And number three, the timeouts, as you pointed out, lately we've been you know down by versus Detroit, We were down by twenty seven. We came all the way back. Actually, took the lead, and that game was a disaster. I mean, we. That during the, in the first half we didn't even play with any heart or any soul. And then We came back and then uh, we lost a heartbreaker. It seems like the Knicks have a trend about doing that when they um, they go down big and then they make this dramatic comeback, leading all the Knicks fans to believe, oh my God, they're going to win the game. But they always give us that heartbreak in the end. But um, as far as the timeout as, as far as the timeouts go, um, in the past. Games. What was it? It was it was the game versus um it was last game versus uh, Denver where we had the ball down three. It was like 13 seconds left. We had a timeout left. And Melo decides to take that three right with like with like 10 seconds left and we had a timeout. Like I understand that you don't want to call the timeout so the defense can get set so they can set their defense. But at the same time, the way our team is playing lately. I would think you would use that timeout and actually set an offensive play. So basically it's the timeout, it's the rotation, it's the not being engaged in the timeout. Like it's a whole plethora of things like that basically got him canned in the end. But being this soon in the season, I mean, it is midway through the season. I didn't think it was coming at all. I mean, I remember talking to you in October and you were telling me, um, like, what do you think about Fisher? Like, is, is this the season where we really judge him was like, year. This is the season where we actually know mm. how to judge Fisher as a coach, see what he's about, you know, give him a shot. And obviously in the beginning of the season it was working, but in the past 10, 10 15 games it hasn't been there at all. We've been a totally different
0: team. Yeah, you know, it, it, sidebar real quick, you know, going back to the the whole Melo shot. I'm I'm just trying to remember. I, I could be wrong, but I'm trying to remember when the last time Melo hit like a game winner. is. It, it's, it's either been a long time or he yeah, hasn't since.
1: Before, he, that, before that Philadelphia game tying three this season, it's been, it's been a while since he's turned like a game
0: winner. But but notice you oh, said man. game tying three. I'm talking about game winner.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, been a, it's, it's been a while. It's a I think, big I think difference. Last time was Boston. Or or no? Last year versus Cleveland, when he hit the game winner the beginning of the
0: season. Oh man, that that that's too long. I mean, like I'm watching, <laughs> I'm watching the game, and it, it's like I, I know I I know Melo is going to shoot the rock, and it's just as long as you, you get it, as long as you get a obvious. good shot. They they set the the, the screen and, and it seems like every time he does that, he takes it he takes a three, but it's like he's leaning towards the, the basket. I'm like, you're not even fully set in taking the shot, and exactly. it's like you're just throwing it up. And if it goes in, great. If not, then you got a foul and whatever. But, um, I mean, dude, he Fisher is forty. Oh, he was. He was forty and ninety six as as a Nick head coach in, in this uh, year and a half tenure. And Second worst all time Nick. It, behind larry brown and i I've, i saw the whole larry brown regimes uh probably so do you it, it just reminded me of that era um yep. it, it, it just it, it, I mean, it's
1: it, really it, unfair to count last year but the yeah tank, it still it still counts so we were tanking Miller was hurt but at the same time we haven't basically we haven't seen improvement but, but that's what
0: matters but i think a lot of it came recently when you know people would ask Fisher questions about the playoffs and, and the process of, you know, improving the the, the the young guys. And I think paraphrasing was like, you know, he's kind of looking past not making the playoffs but looking toward the future and the process. And I think maybe that rubbed people the wrong way. Like yeah, He listen. was
1: always about the process and developing our young players and not really worrying about the playoffs. And I honestly think that's what fact, then him getting fired when he was on the Michael page show I think last week and he talked about mm-hmm. all about the process of getting to that playoff point if, if we don't make the playoffs I won't be disappointed but yeah the, as a Nick coach you can't say that and people fans mm-hmm. in New York don't want to hear that we want
0: to hear you saying yeah of course if we don't make the playoffs we're gonna we're, we're gonna be disappointed that's the ultimate goal right but my thing is you can say that if you have the, the the same record as the Lakers. You can't say that when you're twenty two and twenty two, right in, right in the middle of eight nine ten with with like you know the Hornets and the Bucks and, yeah. and whoever else. Like you, you really had a chance. And the last ten games, you could have won at least four or five of those. You could be twenty eight and whatever. But right now, you you're twenty three and thirty one. It, it the the whole climb to try to make the playoffs, um, is is going to be enormous. Yeah. But now going forward um Names like Tom Thibodeau, Mark Jackson, uh, Luke Walton, uh, just to be funny, uh, Dennis Rodman, um, are now trying to be the, the new head coach. And right now we have, we have Kurt Rambis, who's going to be the coach until the end of the regular season. I don't think that should be the case because they, they still could have a chance in making the playoffs. Are you in favor of keeping Rambis for the remainder of the year? And if not, who do you, in, who do you eventually think they will target?
1: My favorite Kyrie Ram uh, absolutely not. I mean, his record in um in Minnesota was was horrible. I sure. think he was like thirty one and like one hundred and forty five or something like that with Kevin Love. Granted, his roster wasn't great, but at the same time, if you have coaches like Tom Thibodeau and and Mark Jackson and just to name a few out there, and you know you know Connor said he had a source today that. Tom Thibodeau would crawl up to MSG if he got the chance. So if if you have people like with that stature wanting to go to next former coaches of the year, then I think you have to go with with them instead of going you know the easy way out and then testing out Kurt Rambis and it it's just it just seems like another a waste of season if we if we're going in that direction. I mean, my choice would obviously be Tom Thibodeau. He bought the Chicago Bulls, who play off every season, even without Derrick Rose, they were still competitive, night in and night out. His, his all-time record with the Bulls is 255 and 139, 64-1, 64% winning percentage, and so he's just a defensive-minded guru, to say the least. But that would be my choice. People are saying Mike, Mike Mark Jackson, but I don't really know. I think, I think. If, it's all it's all up to Phil Jackson. I think he wants to hire one of his one of his own guys. And I think that's the wrong that's the wrong decision because I think if he goes with a Brian Shaw or Luke Wall, we're just taking a step back in the in the wrong direction and Nick fans are impatient and right now Melo's thirty one, his knees are getting weaker, and weaker and weaker. You know, he he only has so much time in the league and we wanna win now. We wanna mm-hmm. win with
0: Agree with you about Tom Thibodeau. Um, great coach, All Star coach, Coach of the Year. Uh, took Chicago to the, um, you know, Eastern Conference Finals a, a few years ago. You know, had a great job with, without Derrick Rose. And you know, the, the only thing I don't want Tibbs to do is like play Porzingis and mellow forty five yeah, minutes play, a play game. Porzingis is like forty minutes, yeah, and up to the ground. And then there'll be a back to back. No, I, I, that's the only thing I don't want. He, he's a great defensive minded coach. I think the Knicks need um, can can mix him mix some things around. But I think you know it, maybe Knicks Knicks fans are getting slighted because um, Phil Jackson just wants to pick his guys, people that he knows or has a rapport with, or people who have played with him and know his system. But then again, you know if you look on one side, the people that he might he might look at. Let's say Kerr Rambis and Brian Shaw and um, Luke Walton. And then you look on the other side, people who have coached before, been deep in the playoffs, Thibodeau, Mark Jackson, Jeff Van Gundy. um, But they may not even get one interview because they don't get along with Phil or um, they don't teach the triangle. And I think, like, listen, Phil, like, we went your way one time. And, you know, you you tried Kerr. He went to Golden State. Okay, granted, you went with Derek Fisher. No experience. He he just retired five minutes prior for that. Until that first interview, we tried it your way. It didn't work. Why don't you give us Tom Thibodeau, somebody who's who is established, that can kind of take this team to a different level? I think the Knicks fans are, are getting a little slighted from that.
1: Exactly. And who's to say Tom Thibodeau isn't an open and trying something and in regard to the triangle? I mean, we don't have to. Always run the triangle all the time. I'm sick of people saying triangle, triangle, triangle. Right, right, right. Really, it doesn't. It doesn't work. First of so all, we don't have the personnel for it. Like our, our point guard is one of the worst in the league. Like we, we just don't have shooters. We we don't have the personnel to run the triangle unless Joe like Jackson brings in a solid point guard. In the time frame of now and February 18th, which is the trading deadline, I don't think the triangle is going to work. Actually, we've we've actually been going away from the triangle and running. More pick and roll with Melo and Prozignas, which I think we need to do. It's actually been, you know, working, but we haven't, it hasn't been winning games. But when we do run the pick and roll, you, you see our offense is more in the flow of things. But it just seems like people aren't buying into the triangle right
0: now. Yeah, man. That whole triangle thing, man, I, I really don't get it. You know, it, it, it worked in Chicago. It worked in, in L.A. But the thing is, you had Michael, you had Kobe, you had Shaq. And last time I checked, we don't have Michael, we don't have Kobe, and we don't got Shaq or Paul nope. or, or, or Gasol or, or Scottie Pippen. We don't have those guys. So Yeah, right for, now,
1: I mean, yeah. we do have Melo, but this year he's shooting 42% from the field, which is the worst in his career. Like All his stats are down, his scoring down. He's clearly not himself. His assist numbers are up. He's been playing a a better game. He's been trying to get his teammates involved. I actually like the way he's playing, but shooting-wise, he hasn't been – his mechanics are off. He's he's even cited. I think yesterday he said it or two years ago, like his mechanics are off. He's he's not really trusting his shot right now. But in order for us to be great, we need Melo to be great. We go as far as Carmelo Anthony goes.
0: So so you know I I'll ask you you know as a fan how concerned are you for for the for the health of Mello? because when you see him have a good uh, game or two or three or four in a row then he'll miss a game or two or three or four in a row and it's like oh we we'll just pay, you know take your precaution it's the knee. it's it's not that serious but then it's like you know how many times are you going to take a a game off so how yeah. concerned are you for Melo's health I'm actually very
1: concerned. That That is very concerning. He's just coming off a major knee surgery. He's missed seven games already this year. And he's complaining about knee soreness. Obviously, something's not right there. And obviously, he's not shooting well either. And obviously, it's taking a toll on him. It's taking a toll on his legs, his lift. Um, I'm very concerned about Kamala Matic's health. I mean, that's why the Knicks need to really think about Win now because we don't know how many good years Carmelo Anthony has left. It could be two or three, or it could be one. We you, you never know. And the injuries are tricky. I mean, look at Derek Rose. It took him like how many years to get back from what he was to what he is now. He's not even fully fully back. He can't even he can't even dunk. He doesn't even dunk no more because he's so scared of re-injuring the knee. And knee knees can be. Career-ending injuries. Uh, right now, I'm very concerned about Carmelo Anthony's health. Yeah, and Car- it should be as well.
0: Carmelo is like, like I said before, Carmelo is the king of the two-hand powered double clutch layup. You know, he don't, you know, he don't <laughs> duck no more. Yeah, he, he just the rim, like a little, a little layup, you know. I'm like, come on, Melo, duck the ball, like, yeah, and even even ball. when he does, he like throws it in there without touching the rim. I'm like, come on, really, Melo, stop it.
1: <laughs> but I honestly think like he needs to like really take a take a take a look in the mirror and be like, like he right now, I think he's a little bit overweight, and that weight is coming down on his knees. I think he needs to you know lose some weight so it can take all pressure off his knees, and so he can be more athletic and more mobile. But. That's Carmelo Anthony, you know. I
0: can't really tell him what to do. Now, um, how how close are you to getting that feeling like, you know what, it, it, it might it might be possible that, you know, we'll come to that, that time where the Knicks might have to trade mellow. How close are you or, or how far away <laughs> are you from, you know, having that feeling?
1: Uh, you know, that feeling pops in my head here and there, but, He has no trade clause, obviously, so he has to prove anything. But mm, it depends what we get back. I mean, I saw a rumor out there with Miami, like, that they're going to trade us Whiteside, Winslow, and, like, a a whole bunch of picks from Melo. And, like, there's been rumors, but at the end of the day, he's not going anywhere. Like, he's the face of this franchise. If they trade him, we're just going back to the, you know, Larry Brown days, Mike D'Antoni days, and you know, winning like a couple day, couple games here and sucking the whole season. Even though the season's not any better, but he just faces of this franchise. He's bringing, he brings MSG money. People love him there. Some people hate him, but that's that's any that's what any sports that's what comes with the territory. But I don't, I don't think we should trade him at all.
0: You did mention earlier the the trade deadline is ten days away. I don't know what the Knicks can do. To entice anybody with a trade, they do need help with the backcourt. Uh, everybody in New York agrees that the the, the point guard and the bat and, and the shooting guard needs to be <clears throat> needs to be upgraded. As far as you know, Jose Calderon past the prime, thirty four years old. Uh, you look. You look everywhere around the league, is it, it's a it's a fast younger point guard from your 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 Curry's, your Lillard's, um, Ray John Rondo, Russell Westbrook. It goes down the line, and we have Jose Calderon, and we get crushed every single game in the backcourt. I like a Afolabi, but I don't think he's a he's a starting two guard. I don't mind him coming off the bench. He's too inconsistent too inconsistent, consistent, and he, he he thinks he's Kobe Bryant down the stretch and <laughs> taking the big-time shots. And I'm yeah. for, granted, for granted, you know. I, they, love, his, I love his confidence, though. He is, I, I love the confidence. And for granted, sometimes the ball do, does go halfway in. So it's not like it's, it's a break.
1: Halfway in, but that doesn't, that doesn't count. Yeah.
0: If that was Kobe, it'll go in. But anyway, but <laughs> the thing, and then at times, Derek Fisher will go to a follow down the stretch, when during those games Mello was not playing, and we're like, "Well, where's Porzingis? How can we not playing Porzingis in the fourth quarter? Where is yeah, he?" He hit a
1: big shot versus Charlotte, but it didn't count in the beginning of the season. I'm saying, go to the kid. Let me see what he can do. Right. I want to see if he, he has the clutch gene in him.
0: Yeah, he he was doing work against Denver yesterday, and I'm like, he yeah, had seven, eight, nine yeah, points like in a row, and and
1: they seven points, and then they went away from him.
0: They Went Away from him. So I'm that saying, yeah. for me was one thing that annoyed me with Fisher. Like, dude, like I mean, let him score nine a row, and if he you know fades out, then okay, we'll we'll swing it somewhere else. But
1: yeah, he had it, like thirteen and a quarter, and like he was rolling. He was really
0: playing well. Like I get, he want to protect him, make sure he don't get hurt, and foul trouble. I get all that. But you know, if this if this is going to be the guy that's going to be the franchise for this team going forward. He needs to play in the fourth quarter. He needs to get that experience, whether he wins or loses, fouls or whatever. He he needs to be yep. in crunch time.
1: That's another thing I didn't like with officials. Like he, like yesterday, Porzingis, I think he picked up picked up his second foul in the second quarter. And official pulled him with like eight minutes left. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Let him play. Right. I understand, like you, you want to protect them from getting in foul trouble, but he has to learn. Like keep him out there. I mean. You gonna put in Kevin Seraphin or Kyle O'Quinn Like that's any better? Mm. Come on,
0: bro. <laughs> <laughs> I did mention that the, the the trade deadline was coming up. Um, I I think, I think they stand the way they are unless something crazy happens. They need they need to upgrade the backcourt. I think they do everything they gotta do in the summertime. There is. Conley, Jeff Teague, Brandon Jennings, Kevin Durant, so many others that this team can go out and get to help Porzingis and Melo. Who do you want to see on this team in July? Who do, you, who, do you, who do you think is the most logical to come to New York? And will Kevin Durant even sniff being a New York Nick?
1: Well, now that Fisher's gone and Fisher had a close relationship with Durant, I, I think you can honestly throw Duran out the window. I think that ship is sailed. Damn. <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, honestly, we need a point guard. Like it's known throughout the league, like we need a point guard that can penetrate the defense, draw fouls, kick it out to open guys. You know. T- be quick in transition, get easy baskets. Right now, we we don't do any of that, and that's that's nope. that's what that's one of our main causes of this losing streak. Like, I would like to see New York try its hardest to get a point guard, whether it's Mike Conley, Rajon Ronaldo, trading for Jeff Teague, whoever. Just I just want to see the Knicks do everything possible to get a point guard, and by everything, I don't mean like trade like first round picks for like point guards. We need like, like, let's say we wouldn't make a trade with land I don't want to. I don't want to see the next giveaway of those first round picks you know, right. just for a rental. But um, I just we need a point guard, man. Like we need whether it's Jeff Teague, Rondo, or Jennings. I don't. I don't really like Jennings. I mean, he's a good, solid backup point guard. He can penetrate the defense. just coming off coming off of a major uh killy injury. So I don't really like Jennings. But um. We just need a solid point guard. and I think the Knicks should go up there hard after Mike Conley this offseason. They should offer him whatever he wants, the key to the city, whatever. We just need a point guard. We haven't had a solid point guard in years. Do
0: so. you, you know what's so funny? It was—you know, I, I i know I was not the only one. He was probably in this camp too, but when 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 Rondo was a free agent last year, and I was like, well, you know, I think the Knicks should go get Rondo. And then other people were like, I think the Knicks, the Knicks should go get Rondo. And, and majority of people was like, no, I don't want Rondo on the list. Yeah, a lot of, a
1: lot of no people way. like he's a headache. We he's don't a
0: need headache. Block and all. now he's doing, you know, doing good in Sacramento. Oh, I think the Knicks should go get Rondo. And I'm like, y- you could have had him last year. Now you want him because of what? Yeah,
1: and I think I think they can get him for a cheap price too. Like it's not gonna. We have 30, 30, I think thirty one million dollars in cap Right. So we we grab Rondo for like a two year, twenty million dollar deal. I mean, it's not going to take a hit on our cap. We still got money to spend on on, on a shooter. But right now, we just need a point guard. We just need. The, it all starts in the backcourt. We need a revamp of the backcourt.
0: Yeah, man. I I, I really I really hope they do get somebody because it it it, it gets. It gets too, too comical when every game you look at the opposing team's point guard and you're like, oh, well, he's going to kill Calderon. No matter who it is, it could be MCW, it could be Kimba Walker, it can be anybody in the league, and you're like, well, we lost that matchup.
1: Like every other team has a, has a solid starting point guard, but when you come down to the Knicks, like Jose, <laughs> I mean, oh my goodness! And you would you think literally you yeah. go down the list and name their point guards like Yo, he's
0: good, he's really good. And you would think like New York, you know, the mecca of basketball, you, you should have a dominant two guard, a point guard, and we we don't have one, and we haven't had you one do in a while. Imagine if
1: Russell Westbrook played on the Knicks, how happy I would be. A
0: Westbrook, <laughs> uh, a Damian Lillard, I'll be happy if. if Kimber Walker was on this on this roster. I, I, I someone like, yeah, like
1: him. Kimber Walker, yeah. like, 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 even Isaiah Thomas in Boston, he's killing it. And he, he's five nine. Like he, he gets in the paint. Like if the Knicks, like, I know Phoenix has Brandon Knight and Eric Buff, So granted, they're both injured. Yeah. But let's say we can make a deal with Phoenix and not give up too many pieces and. No, just just grab a point guard. We just need somebody. Please, come help us. Come help
0: New York. <laughs> no, but th- there was that one rumor by during the draft time that, you know, it was New York and Phoenix and they were, you know, putting out Bledsoe, but then they wanted the, the, the fourth pick. So it was like you could have had Bledsoe last year, but then – that fourth pick would have went to, to Phoenix, and they have four point guards. And and you know Isaiah now is in Boston, All Star. Uh, Dragic went to Miami. He he got ninety million. They they still got Bledsoe and and, and Brandon Knight, and we just we don't have anybody, man. And, and I think it's yep. sad because when it comes down to Melo and Porzingis, you need you need a fantastic point guard to set those guys up to make it a lot more easier for them.
1: Yeah. That- Mello was the game up too. Melo, always played well with Alpha Dog. So um, we, 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 right now, we're just in a tough spot because we don't really have the assets. But we'll see what Phil Jackson can do by the February 18th trading deadline. If he can, if we, he can grab Jeff T from Atlanta. I would be shocked, and I would be happy. Like the, then, New York fans would be like, "Okay, Phil Jackson's serious. He need me in business. We finally got our point guard." Now we can go get our coach in the off season. We, we can finally build something. I mean, it all starts with the point guard,
0: though. Absolutely, man. Um, uh, one more before I wrap it up. I was just gonna ask you about Phil Jackson. He's been here for I think two years. Um, he he made, you know, minor moves last summer. He, he tried to get free agents. They they did not want to come here, but he did sign Lopez and follow He traded Tim Hardaway Jr. to get Jerry and Grant. Um, they drafted Porzingis. He he uh, he signed Derrick Williams. All, all, all pretty decent pieces, but it wasn't the big names of Aldridge and DeAndre Jordan and whoever else was out there. David West. So now, to, right now, including the the Fisher firing, what's your, <clears throat> what's your take or what's your faith in Phil Jackson right now and and how do you see him going forward with the remaining uh, years of his contract with the Knicks?
1: Well, right now, if I was to give Phil Jackson a grade, I would give him minus. C-. I mean, yeah, he came in. He tried to get Steve Kerr. and Steve Kerr bailed on him, went against his word, went to Golden State, took that team to the finals. They won a championship. Obviously, they're looking to repeat this year. So, obviously, he went and hired Derek Fisher, didn't really know what he was about. And now today is a prime example of that hiring. He made a mistake. I didn't think Phil Jackson had it in him to fire one of his own guys, but uh, like the, the firing today, honestly impressed me uh, on the Phil Jackson standpoint. I didn't think he was going to actually go through the firing, but it all depends on the personnel moves from here on out. If Phil Jackson can tweak this roster, you know, get a couple pieces here and there. If he brings in a good coach, great coach, uh, Tom Thibodeau. If He can do all of that, then the Knicks are on the come up. But that's remain that remains to be seen. Right now, he just is sticking to the triangle. He wants a triangle guy. He wants to, you know, to do things his way. And I don't think that's best for New York right now. And there's been reports that he might go back to LA next season. Jeannie Bus might be cleaning the house just so she can have so Jackson in the front office. Right. So is he. Is he really here long term? Like we don't, we don't even know. Like we don't know what his plan is. Like he hasn't come out and, and set a solid plan. All, all he's basically said is, like today, like he made a mistake. He wants to hire a coach that, that runs a triangle. It's all about the system. Like, I, want to be comfortable with the coach. Like he, he hasn't given us a solid plan. Yeah, he gave us a gem in Porzingis that shocked us all. Porzingis could be a superstar in the league, but whether or not. Phil Jackson comes through with a championship in the next five years. That's remain to be seen. But like I said, as of right now, I'll give him a C, a C minus. Because I don't, I don't know if it's if he's here in the long term. I just, I just think that he's doing this job for I don't know, maybe the money, publicity. I don't know what it is. But if if he, if he can, like I said, if he can make a, a few tweaks to the roster, if he can get a good coach in here, you know, if we can actually build a family. Build a foundation, to start something to win a championship. Then I think I look at Phil Jackson and be like, okay, his tenure here was good, but right now it hasn't been good. He hasn't been living up to the word.
0: Phil Jackson is gonna hire Brian Shaw and be like, "All right, fellas, I'm out." Oh my god!
1: <laughs> <laughs> you no, know, he, he wouldn't do that. He'd be like, Brian Shaw, five years, thirty billion dollar deal, yeah.
0: And then be like, "Deuces, I'm going to, I'm going back to L.A." I'm like I, like I, I made a I, I made, made a joke earlier. The like
1: luck, the amount of luck the Knicks have, man, it hasn't been going
0: our way. I made a joke earlier, like you know, Phil Jackson is going to shock people and, and hire Kobe for coach, and people just lost their minds. Well, I'm, you imagine <laughs> <had> Kobe <laughs> coaching
1: this team, he would kill everybody. Like he would, he, he
0: would quit the next day. No, Kobe Kobe might sub sub himself in if he sees something wrong. That's that's how crazy and competitive he'll get as a coach.
1: Yeah, exactly. I mean, the Knicks' biggest problem was their best point guard was their coach, and their best coach is their general manager. So it makes just have to, like I said, build the foundation, get a good coach. You have good coaches out there. Let's see what Phil does. Between now and the trading deadline, this offseason, it seems like it's always a waiting game, right? It's always what if, what if, what if that. What if we get a point guard? I want to see results. We need to see results. We deserve results. We deserve a championship here in New York. So,
0: yeah, get it done, Phil Jackson, please. Yeah, man, get it done. Get it done. Do you feel? Do you feel like the Knicks will be in anywhere near the playoff hunt this season?
1: Well, right now, I mean, there's twenty. I think there's like twenty-eight games left, and there're five games out. I mean. I sure hope so. To be honest with you, would if the Knicks continue to play like they were when they were playing at a 500 level, they were playing good basketball. My was playing well, they should out nine assists per game. He was on his game. If the Knicks can get back to then, to, to, excuse me, if the Knicks can get back to that point, if we can get a solid point guard, then I do think we can could be for a playoff spot. But right now, it's not. It's not looking good. We lost five in a row, like you said, and nine out of our last ten. So we just need to win some games here. We got Washington tomorrow, and I think we have 10 games, 10 days off, something like that, from the All-Star break. Right, right. Next right. game is, like, next Thursday or something like that. Mm-hmm. So hopefully people can get healthy, Melo's knee can get right, and we just start a winning streak from then. But um, we shall wait and see.
0: Yeah, man, right now uh, they are 12th in the Eastern Conference, I think, uh Detroit is eighth at twenty seven and twenty five. The Knicks are twenty three and twenty one. So that's you know, I'm not that great at math. So that's like four, four and a half, five games out of eighth. And I was reading earlier before I let you go. I was reading earlier. I think Mark Stein put it up saying something about um, that the Orlando Magic may want to you know try to get some veterans on on their team and and try to you know, be in in the trademark. I'm, I'm trying to find a thing real quick, um to find out exactly what he said. Um let me
1: see well, they can have Calderon, they can have
0: him. Oh yeah, if we could trade Calderon for all the depot straight up, I'm good.
1: <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> I would I would walk around New York City screaming.
0: I'll be so good. That happened, though. Um but yeah, I mean I don't know I don't know who uh, that they were throwing out there as far as the point guard. I think I
1: think I, I, think I saw Tobias Harris there, if I'm not mistaken. But we don't really need
0: Tobias Harris right now. Yeah, I mean we we tried to get him too in this other time, and he he told us no or something like that. He didn't want to come here uh, as well.
1: Well, what are your thoughts about? I don't know. I threw this I threw this rumor out there like the other day. Derek Rose. What are you, what are your thoughts about that? Like if the Knicks snagging because right now the Bulls aren't playing well. What do you think about that?
0: Hey, for Calderon, we can do it.
1: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> nah, but, Calderon, but... a fly low, and a second round pick.
0: No, 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 no. See, see, no, no, no. See, uh, I me mean, <laughs> Calderon. <laughs> you probably gonna laugh. The Bulls, but... <laughs>
1: the, Bulls, the Bulls, would never do that though. If it's not you know a shooter or
0: whatever. Uh, but but they got Butler. They have McDermott. They have they have shooters and they have Heinrich. They they have shooters on the roster now. You know. Real quick, what they're gonna do with Joe Kim Noah can be very interesting in the summertime. I don't, I, I don't think he, I don't think he will stay with Chicago because he he got out of the rotation. Um, under the coach Fred Hoiberg, and they're playing Taj Gibson more and and Powell. Gasol, and we don't know what we don't know if Powell's gonna yeah. stay. So, I mean, there are some good forwards that are gonna be available, but th- that's not really our problem. Our problem is the backcourt. So, if if Derrick Rose is somewhat somewhat out there,
1: then... our problem is the backcourt, and we don't have shooters. I mean, we have people that you know chuck up shots of fly low, but they don't shoot at good percentages. So they can't bail us out. And terrible offensive possessions. I mean, we had, I don't know, I'm just throwing names out there, but like a Kyle Korver, you know, people that actually make shots. I think this team would, you know, be four or five games better than what they are. But right now we have a Flalo who, you know, inconsistent, night in, night out, and his backup is, what, Sasa Vujicic, who shoots (laughs) like 50 times a game and most of the time it's a brick or an air ball. But uh, we need we need shooters too. All right, here you go.
0: He said there's a growing sense among rival executives that Orlando, which is now three and fifteen in 2016, is open to proposals of any kind to get a bit more season. What that means, I don't know. But if if it's trying to get, I I, I don't know who that point guard is. All I know is Oladipo and Aaron Gordon and Tobias Harris. That's that's all I really know in that roster, but. Um yeah. I did want to ask you real quick knowing that the whole thing with Denver and New York and the Knicks traded all of these plays for Melo, like when would when, when you saw Gallinari yesterday I to mm-hmm. me when I saw him I was like man like I just imagine just imagine I know he's not the greatest ball player ever but if we had Gallinari on on our current roster today with Mello with Porzingis it's just like like what if? Yeah, just like, imagine hey, if like we I
1: need to trade I'm nine he's people. Gallo a shooter. Like we need. If we had Gallo, that would that would have been great. Gallo, Gallo's a good player. He has some size to him. He's like six nine. No, he he can shoot the three. He, he can draw fouls. He's a he's a good solid player. Like I said, we need more playmakers. We need shooters on this team. Right now, it's it's a prime example of why we're losing. We don't have that. We don't have like mellow shooting at a low percentage. Who's gonna back them up?
0: Exactly. And, and and once KP develops that that Gallinari skill of putting the ball on the floor, attacking the basket, and, and really being aggressive, that's when KP is yeah. gonna be a big monster. Yeah, he's
1: gonna be KP in, in two years. Is gonna be a problem. I'm not gonna say Anthony Davis type problem, but um. he's gonna be he's gonna be up there. Cause right now he's just developing like, his little one-on-one move. He's he's still kind of iffy with it. Right. Not really a good post-up player. I mean he has that little dream shake. He's a good, he's a solid shooter. Well, if he if he develops isolation plays and if he gets his shot more, you know, down pat, then he's gonna be a solid player. And the teaming him with Melo is is the future. But right now we just need a little bit more than that. We need another shooter, more point guards, and we need a, a solid offense. And
0: defense, not and out. Well, man, I hope the Knicks get a coach that doesn't teach the triangle. I hope we get a, a <laughs> solid point guard that can that can really not happen. that can play defense against the the best guards in the league and get a get a better backcourt. I hope they in in the hunt for the playoffs. Maybe, maybe this whole Fisher uh firing thing could be a blessing in disguise maybe now they have something to play for and try to get their mojo back and uh we'll just see what happens this summer with the Knicks trying to get some free ages but um Knicks Nation my man I always appreciate you coming on let people know um uh, how they can contact you talk to you about Knicks and um social media and things like that
1: my man thanks for having me on man always a pleasure talking to you talking Knicks basketball but but just follow me on Twitter, Next Nation. I'm always, you know, tweeting. Sometimes I don't really tweet during the games because you know life happens. But usually I'm tweeting, and usually I'm I'm more of a realist, as you can say. Right. Like I got to tweet my mind, you know that. I tweet whatever, I, whatever I feel like tweeting. Gets me into trouble, but just follow me on Next Nation, and uh, yeah, let's have some fun.
0: My man, thank you. I appreciate it.
1: Thanks, man. All right.